We pray for Clinton Mallet. We pray for Phyllis Wolf. We pray for Thea Scatter, Joyce Burkhardt, Bob's, Rolf's brother, Debbie Jerkin's dad, Billy's dad, and Mr. Maluleka recovering at home and all struggling with their health. Lord, you healed many, and we trust that you'll heal them. Lord, help us pray for the bereaved. We pray for Ray Gold's family, for Langa family, Lee Ho's family, Muji's family, and all the families who are grieving. Lord, your word says you comfort, you give comfort through those who have found comfort in you. We trust that as we pray, the prayers give them comfort, that they are in the thoughts and prayers of many. Help us, Lord, pray for the church throughout the world. Lord, whatever that is happening outside in the world, people are fighting in Burundi. People are not able to read their Bible freely like we read in South Africa. Lord, we pray for them. You are omnipresent, and yes, you are the only one who will give them that peace and who will give them that understanding that your word gives life. We pray for our church, MMC, and the neighboring churches that are proclaiming Jesus as Son of God. Lord, be with them and help them to grow by your word, Lord. Remind us to pray for those who come here to church, to pray for the church leadership, to pray for Reverend as he lead this church, Reverend Jim, to pray for all the ministries and their leadership. Lord, give them the wisdom to serve you in a way that is pleasing to you and to grow your kingdom. To pray for the volunteers, those people standing in the gap for those who are in need, those people who are here praying quietly in their hearts, those who are not able to come to church, Lord, we bring them before you. Search their hearts, and yes, you are a God who provides, and we believe you'll answer their prayers. We pray for all who hope in you, who have hope in you, Jesus, our Savior. May they know that their needs are known to you. May they know that you hear their prayers, and may they find assurance. May they have assurance of you, God, that your love is sufficient, your your Grace is sufficient, and know that they are saved by through Christ. We pray for the kingdom, that there is big breakthrough in us and among us, that the earth may be filled with the glory of God. We pray for ourselves, Lord. Lord, we are sinners. We come before you asking for the forgiveness of our sins. Give that your spirit will speak in our hearts, that we may be whole. Be bold to proclaim the gospel in your words and in action. Let us have a moment of quietness to receive the forgiveness of us. Thank you, Lord. We receive the forgiveness of our sins, your grace for forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who died on the cross. And thanks to God for all he's doing in our church and in us. 
Thank you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. But doubt can make faith impossible. Then fear takes over and become absorbed. We become absorbed by what is happening to us in the world. What is happening to our life? And that can result in self-isolation to a state of depression. We also learned that being in Jesus help us, help us to even risk. How do we get help? Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus gives life. He reaches out to us to be present in him. How can we be where Jesus is? The liturgy refers us to the book of Acts, Acts 2, verse 42 to 47. Before I read, let me just talk about the book of Acts. The book of Acts teaches about Jesus. Jesus teaching the disciples before he was taken away in a club. Before he was taken away from the disciples, Jesus gave some commandments. Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, to wait for the promises of the Father. Jesus also promised them that they will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. He also told them they shall be witness of Christ in the whole Jerusalem. Think of it, they must remain in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is where Jesus was whipped, beaten, tried, crucified, and buried. But he gave the commandment to his disciples to remain in Jerusalem. Jesus was the place where they could be thinking of their lives will also be lost. It didn't make sense that to them that Jesus said they must go to Jerusalem or remain in Jerusalem. The question is, why would they do that? The Bible say, but they went to Jerusalem. And why would they do that? Let us read Acts 2. I'm going to read from verse 40, though the liturgy says from verse 42. Acts 2, verse 40 is thus. And he testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 people were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceedings to all as any had need. 
Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. This is the word. Thanks be to God. Allow me to tell you a story I had on Radio Pulpit. I'm a fan of Radio Pulpit. Uh, a seven-year-old boy wrote a book. How amazing is that? How heartwarming is that? How did this boy come to write the book? It says he was asked what inspired him, and he said his mom kept reading the book to him and his brother. And the book was written by his grandmother. There and then he decided he need, he also needs to write a book. He started consulting his elders to assist him with the words, remember he's seven years old, to construct the sentences for his book. And yes, they helped him. Slowly but surely, he managed to write the book the book which is currently published and is accessible to others to learn about it. The book name is Jesus, You Are Lord. Faith commands and demands intimacy with God, with Jesus who is our Son of God, with the Holy Spirit promised and bestowed upon us by Christ Jesus. This boy and his family, they all had faith. They all focused on writing a book that would be published and written by a seven-year-old. The book of Acts teaches, the apostle is teaching, is teaching the people what Jesus taught, that they should remain in Jerusalem. And what do we hear? We hear that they devoted themselves to the word of the apostle. As also Peter have taught before, explaining that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus whom they crucified is the son of God and many testified. Then they asked Peter, what is it that they should do? Today, what do we do? We decide on ourselves what to do. We decide to ask our friends what should be done. When we hear the apostles teaching, when we hear the apostle Jim, when we hear when we hear Alex preaching, or when we hear fellow congregants teaching the word of God, we don't go to God and ask him. When they asked Peter what should be done, Peter told them to repent and be baptized to save themselves from the corrupt generations. 
They devoted themselves to the apostle teaching. They trusted God and they did what God said to them. Teaching of the apostles in our lifetime as given by sometimes by Jim, by Jean and by Alex or any other church that is declaring Jesus is the son of, of God. Or when we are faced with challenge, yes, we take it upon ourselves or our friends. Or we opt to walk away like the young rich men who asked Jesus what he needs to do to have eternal life. After Jesus answered him saying to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. This is from Matthew 19. Jesus answering the rich man. How can we be where Jesus is? When God speaks, maybe through the apostle, we believers, me and you, and respond, we respond in obedience and in faith. God does what he promises. He gives power to the people, to the church, and to everyone who asks from him. Because he says, ask and it shall be given to you. We sing, the Lord is my shepherd, as the call to worship. And in the Gospel of John 10, as guided by the liturgy today, the liturgy refers us to John 10, verse 1 to 10. But I'll only read verse 1 and verse 9 and 10. It reads thus, Very truly I tell you, who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. I am the gate, verse 9. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life, have it in abundance. This is the gospel of God. The question that I ask today, what is the shepherd shepherding? If there is such word as shepherding. And what find pasture? My understanding is, is the sheep. And when we sing, the Lord is my shepherd, are we willing to be the sheep? Because the shepherd shepherd the sheep. And the shepherd, who is the shepherd? The shepherd is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus who gives life. Jesus who is life. Jesus who says he is the gate. And the sheep needs to go through the gate. Are we willing to be the sheep that we can be saved? The sheep, as they go through the gate, 
they shall be saved. Remember, those who don't go through the gate are the thieves and the bandits. Jesus ships are receive pastures or find pastures when they go through the gate. The gate that is Jesus. Are we willing to be the sheep? Are we willing to learn from the teachings of God? Are we willing to learn from God? We heard from the word, 3,000 people repented, were baptized, and they joined the Jerusalem Christian community. Are we willing to repent? Are we willing to give ourselves for baptism? Are we willing to join Jerusalem Christian community? The Bible says, many witnessed, and it's also said, Jesus taught his disciples that they shall witness in Jerusalem. They witnessed what was happening to those who gathered, and they received the promised Holy Spirit. They witnessed the Holy Spirit coming upon those who gathered. So those who welcomed his message were baptized. That day, about 3,000 were added. Remember, those who gathered are from different nations. Us, when we are gathered here at church, we are from different nations. We are, God said, Jesus said, they shall witness. We are able by his power to witness, to witness what will happen to those who receive the Holy Spirit. And we are able when we remain in Jerusalem as obedience to his teachings. When we will remain in Jerusalem, or those who remained in Jerusalem, they were celebrating, celebrating and celebration is through singing, is through prayer, is through fellowship. Celebration is celebration of Pentecost. And Pentecost is not only after ascension of Jesus or in the waiting of ascension of Jesus. We can celebrate every day of our lives because God's promises are true. And yes, he shall let the Holy Spirit fall upon us. But some of us, when we see those whom the Holy Spirit has fallen on celebrate, we think that they are drunk. Or some may not find joy in seeing those who are celebrating celebrate. As we had in the book of Acts, some said, these people are they drunk? The Bible says they prayed together and shared their meals. They didn't just pray together in the church. They prayed together in their homes. They prayed together in gathering. They invited each other. And yes, they even shared the, the bread. They fellowshiped. Fellowshipping is not just with your friend. Fellowshipping should be with those that don't know Jesus, 
those who are lost in the world, those who are lost in the community, we need to go to them and fellowship with them. We need to pray for them when we are gathered in Jerusalem so that thousands can be added. The breaking of bread is not just the breaking of bread when we receive communion in church. It's the sharing of what we have with others. Those that are standing in the street corners, those that we know that our neighbor is hungry, what do we do with them? We need to break the bread and share with them as the teaching of God, as the teaching of the apostle. Are we willing to learn from the teaching of the, of the apostle? I read a book uh, through the Valley of the Kwai, written by Ernest Gordon. I've gotten few, uh, an extraction from there. The book talks about, it describes time spent in prison. Ernest Gordon wrote, describing spending a large part of the World War II as prisoner in Thailand on the banks of the River Kwai. He worked on a railway which the Japanese were building. Over 12,000 elite prisoners died of starvation building the railway. Godwin says they their worst enemy was not the Japanese, but themselves. The law of the jungle took over among them. They stole from each other and informed on each other to win favor from the Japanese. Morale was at rock bottom. Two men whose faith kept them going decided to try to do something different. They organized Bible reading and discussions group. They met at night, and at first the numbers were small, but after not too long, the numbers grew to hundreds. When reading the Bible, they noticed that Jesus faced the same problem as they did. He often had no place to lay his head, no food, no friends in high places. He too had no willingness from too much toil. The suffering and rejection and disappointments are part of life. Everything about Jesus began to make sense. The prisoners underwent a change of heart and stopped destroying one another as they had been doing. Reading the Bible and using it to prayer for prayer and discussion transformed a prison camp. How can it do, what can it do to us as the church? What can it do to us, to those who don't know Christ? We need to read, we need to meditate, we need to reflect on the scripture. We need to learn from the teachings of the apostle. We need to learn the God's, God's word. God's promises are true. He shall do what he promised. When we become ships, 
God will, Jesus will be the shepherd. He'll do what he is good at doing, fulfill his promise. When we here at church keep doing what Jesus or what the apostles are teaching us and what fellow congregants are teaching us, the suggestions that they bring or celebrations that they do with the Holy Spirit that has fallen upon them and we rejoice with them, the shepherd who is Jesus will do what he promised. We shall find help, the power that the Messiah promised. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the gate. He's not just the life to me and you. He's the life to the church. He's the life and the gate to those in the street. We have learned that when we fellowship together, when we pray, things do happen. As the teaching said, they shall witness. If I can refer to our church, we often get, every week we get updates on, our, on the church finances. And every time there's, there's been concern of the finance, but I believe through prayer and through God's power and God doing his promises, we are away. We've seen changes. We are the witnesses of today, of God's power. We've had, we've had that there's been financial gifts to the church that he allowed the church to even appoint a part-time Sunday school lead teaching leader, Stacy. And I believe through continued prayer, through fellowship with Stacy and the Sunday school, we shall be witnesses of what the apostle is teaching. We shall be witnesses to God's work in this church. As it is written, they shall be witnesses. Allow me in conclusion to say, trusting God and his teachings in faith will keep us where Christ is and will get saved. An act that helps us. When Jesus was here on earth, he led by example. He healed many. He saved others. He sat at the table with his disciples. He shed bread before parting with them. Jesus became the Lamb of God, dying on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. The Good Shepherd became the Lamb. Jesus trusted God with his life. Let us trust God with our life. We need to humble ourselves to be the sheep, for the shepherd to do its work. Work of restoring our souls, 
Work of using his rod and staff to comfort us. Work of anointing our head with oil. It's said we should ask and it shall be given. What are we asking God? Are we asking God or are we asking our friends? Or are we asking our partners? Jesus, the good shepherd, does not run away when the wolf comes like a hired shepherd. He is the gate. He let his sheep go through to find pastures. And he let his sheep be saved. The word says they sold their goods. And please understand, I'm not saying we should be against the weight. But I understand or I, I believe we don't have to literally sell our belongings. But we can ask God what needs to be done. The Christians, those that Peter spoke to, asked Peter what should be done. We have the opportunity to ask the apostles given to us today. And I believe the apostles given to us today here at this church is the Reverend Jim, is Jean, it's Alex, is the church leadership. And yes, but the main one is God. Ask God. Is the answer that Jim is giving the right answer? Is that what God wants us to do? Jesus doesn't walk away like the rich man who walked away when Jesus told him to sell his belongings. With God, all things are possible. With God, we can learn from God and we can learn from his apostles. Let us pray. Merciful God, loving God, please give us a vision of your glory that we may worship you in spirit and in truth and offer the praise of gladness and thankful hearts through Christ our Lord. In our hearts and lives to the end of the earth, teach us to speak with words full of grace Equip us to show your glory in our lives. Enable us to share the fullness of your love. And grant us, Lord, we pray a glimpse of your kingdom as we long for its coming among us. Let us stand and sing our Lord, our Father. <laughs>